Are you a healthcare organization struggling to achieve success? What if I told you that success not only depends on strategy, but also on the right mindset? At the Mindset Gap, their team of seasoned consultants understand the critical role mindset plays in achieving organizational excellence by empowering your workforce to think innovatively, embrace change, and adapt to new challenges. So imagine your workplace, one where your employees and patients thrive, where creativity and productivity go hand in hand, and where obstacles become opportunities. Don't let your organization fall into the mindset gap. Take the first step towards unlocking your potential today and email assist at themindsetgap.com with the referral code GENCAN20 to schedule a consultation. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jennifer George, and I'm joining you this evening with a very special guest. Her name is Tanya Jacob. She's a dental hygienist who was diagnosed with breast cancer during COVID-19. Already dealing with that and other things, she shares with us her journey, her story, her vulnerability is so inspirational. So grab your drink of choice, join us, and let's chat. Welcome to the Healthcare Provider Happy Hour. This is a safe space where we invite healthcare providers to unapologetically be themselves after the working day. My name is Jennifer George, and each week I will connect you with guests and stories that will help transform your stress to success and fulfillment. Are you with me? Grab your drink of choice and let's chat. Hey, Tanya. Hi. Hey, welcome. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. And thank you so much for being my guest today. I'm really excited for us to talk. I'm honored to be here. Wonderful. Tell me, what, you, what are you joining me with today? What's your drink of choice? I am drinking a almost finished cup of coffee. <laughs> I'd love to tell you that it is a full cup, but unfortunately it is almost empty. <laughs> That's okay. This conversation will fill it up. No worries. <laughs> I'm joining you with a, um, just a simple glass of water. I went out for a jog this morning and um, yeah, I just didn't want to be dehydrated. So there's nothing wrong with a little H2O. No, never. It's my uh, main drink of choice as boring as it sounds, but <laughs> well, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I invited you onto this podcast for a couple of reasons. Um, this is kind of a funny story, right? Like you, you, um, reached out to me on Instagram. You followed me on Instagram and I saw this powerful, uh, profile name, Relentlessly Resilient. And I thought, oh my God, who is this, right? And I was just captivated right away. I clicked on it and read your bio. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my dental hygienist who <laughs> is 28 years old, 
and is now battling cancer and was diagnosed during the pandemic of COVID-19. And I'm like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Like I was so, cause I haven't seen you since January, I think that was my last yeah. appointment. I canceled my, my one before the pandemic. <laughs> I regret that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was really like taken aback by that. And I, and I, I reached out to you and I sent you um, just some good thoughts and good vibes. And I'm just so grateful that you're here today. I was hoping you could share with us a little bit more about yourself that I obviously haven't touched upon. Yeah, thank you. So um, it is quite funny that I am your dental hygienist. And the first thing I wanted to do when I started my Instagram was basically reach out to everyone that I knew. And when I found your Instagram, I was like, oh my God, I know her. So <laughs> I was so happy when I had found your Instagram. Um, but a little bit about me. Um, I, I am an empath to start. I feel everything straight from the heart. Um, I'm very compassionate. I like to wake up early. Um, I like to do yoga and I like to bike and read and write. Writing is probably my favorite way to express myself. I am a dog of two mom or a mom to two dogs, um, Ben and Jerry. They are a Bichon Frise and a Cockapoo. Oh my God, adorable. And um, I married my high school best friend two years ago. So we became best friends when we were 14 and we were friends till we were 18 and then we started dating. So that's a pretty funny story how that happened. Right. And um, I'm super close with my dad. I am the youngest sister to two older brothers and we're actually expecting our first niece or nephew this summer so that's super exciting and um yeah that's pretty much a little bit about me it sounds very full actually yeah yeah, yeah. very full I love that um and I do love reading your posts you do have an amazing a way of writing and connecting with people and um, I'm just so glad that you are sharing your journey and just inviting us in. Well, thank you for <laughs> my story and being part of it. it. It means a lot that people are reading what I'm writing. And for me to share my story, it's hard because I am an introvert a little bit. Um, I'm shy. I don't normally share this much information about my life. So for people to be able to relate to me and for me to be able to connect with people, it's, it means a lot to me. Yeah, and the thing too about, because I can relate in some ways because I'm introverted and a lot of people don't see that because I do have a podcast and because I do put myself out there in a way, but when you're empathetic and you're compassionate too, you tend to find a way to try to connect with people because even as an introvert, what we value are those deep connections, those meaningful connections. And as a healthcare provider as well, you know, we value trying to help others too and you know, inviting them to be themselves and share their stories and you know, be, there for, uh, be there with them through their journey as well. Right. So I, I'm not I, surprised at all. <laughs> yes. So tell us about your journey. So you're also a dental hygienist. 
And then, you know, you were diagnosed with breast cancer, right? And that's kind of what made you start your Instagram. Was that the beginning? Um, okay. So relentlessly resilient is my Instagram handle. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, um, that was actually a book title that I had thought of probably two months before I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the reason that I wanted to write a book is because I come from a family with a little bit of dysfunction and I am actually estranged from my mom. So I don't speak to my mom. Um, It's been eight years. And that was kind of the start of my whole mental health journey when I was 18. I started recognizing that I was suffering from anxiety and just mentally I knew that something wasn't right. So I started seeking therapy and um, since I've started my mental health journey, I've kind of had this drive to want to share that with people. So that's where the Relentlessly Resilience started. And then in January 2020, I had requested my husband to just kind of check, make sure everything looked normal. Um, I know we do it to ourselves, but it's important for our spouses to be included in that because if you miss anything, having that second set of eyes is super important. Mm-hmm. So, January 2020, I we both found a lump um, in my right breast, and coincidentally, um, I had lost my best friend to metastatic breast cancer wow. two years ago, um, and that's kind of what made me ask him to check. I don't think that I would have asked my husband to check had I lost my best friend. So um, that's part of the relentlessly resilient as well, because um, that is part of what built my strength, having to get through that and having to um, lose my best friend was very, very hard. So that brings me to... March 2020, I decided it was time that I needed to get my lump checked. I will be honest, I wasn't prioritizing myself. I was working really hard, um, working a lot of hours to try to bring income in and just be successful. I guess I was just very driven to be as successful as I could be as a healthcare professional and I wasn't focusing on myself enough. And that's when I was diagnosed. I went to a walk-in clinic March 2020. Um, I had a nurse examine me. Uh, Shortly after that, I had an ultrasound. Um, And then after that, I had a biopsy. And this all happened the week after I was laid off from the pandemic. Wow. So there were so many things going on there. This yeah. is just a moment in time. This is a, has been a journey starting uh, with your mom, which I totally appreciate you sharing, by the way, the courage to share that. Um, that's unimaginable to me 
um, to be um, disconnected from her. I, I can imagine that being very hard for you. Um, it's amazing how, how we journey through these emotions and feelings by expressing them and by trying to help others who are in the same situation or, or likely in the same situation or something similar, how that pulls us through. And you can't help but notice that in your journey, um, from what I've seen so far on Instagram, um, that you are just always thinking of other people still and how you can help them through your through what you have been going through. And I'm so sorry about your best friend. Thank you, I appreciate that. It has been hard, but I know that from start to beginning, uh, my story is definitely gonna help other people. I know that I've already started helping people and I feel like not only as a healthcare professional, but as a human, that is my purpose in life is to help others. So I'm, I feel fulfilled when I'm able to do that. That's amazing. And, and back to your comment too about, uh, you know, trying to bring income in and financial success, how you thought that would define your success then is kind of how you were feeling that you needed to do that to be successful. But in reality, that's probably changed now. A hundred percent. I... I feel success in all areas of my life, but um, I think a better word to describe it is blessed. I truly have never felt more blessed in my life, despite the fact that I have cancer right now. And nobody would probably expect you to say that. A hundred percent. Sorry, my laundry is going off right now. Okay. <laughs> We talked about this. These are life, life things that just <laughs> come and pop up anytime and we appreciate every moment for sure. So tell me what you mean by that. What makes you feel blessed right now? How did you come to this point of feeling that way? Because I'm sure you went through a lot of emotions. It sounded like in the beginning you were avoiding um, taking care of yourself and recognizing that there could be something going on uh, with your health. Um, like how did you go from that to now feeling blessed? So I think before I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I, despite the fact that I had a best friend that was diagnosed with it, I fed myself lies. I denied the truth and wanted to believe that cancer couldn't happen to me. And I was very wrong about that. And in turn, as unfortunate as the situation is, it's shown me that there are so many beautiful reasons to be happy in life. And I think the pandemic has shown us all that money means nothing. Mm -hmm. But just being in this situation has definitely shown me that there are, there's so much more to life than work and money and being successful in the regards to work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's so important for us to take the opportunity to live your dash. And that is what my best friend lived by. 
she lived by the belief that you need to make the best of the time that you have in between the years that little dash in between that the year you were born and the year that you died you got to make the best of it because you never know how short life is yeah, and only you know what that dash means right like that's your that's your life right there exactly and yeah that's powerful i love that i love how she put that into perspective uh, for you and how you've shared that now with me that's something i'm going to be thinking about for sure um, and the thing about why I've done, I've started this podcast and why I'm so passionate about healthcare professionals um, taking care of themselves is because of the fact that no one is immune to ill health, not even a healthcare professional. And, you know, I was just chatting about this with my colleagues the other day, because as you know, I work in a hospital. And mm -hmm. even more recently, I've been feeling in my interactions, and it's part of my empathy. Um, that I, you know, like the, the patient before me in the hospital bed is not a world away from me. Like that, the person in front of me is, could easily be me. Yeah. And, you know, it, and that's where, um, you know, it makes you reflect and it makes you appreciate how grateful you are and that I can come and go from work, that I'm not there all day um, in a hospital room, you know, especially with the pandemic. Um, there's less, there's more restrictions right now. Um, so patients are mostly in their rooms most of the time and that's really hard and isolating. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful for every moment. And so I try to do what I can to help others be aware of that and appreciate that, that it's not about finances and work. And yet we spend so much of our life at work, yeah. right? So I try to make the best of my, in the most purpose that I can within my work every day, because I don't want to think of it as just work. You know, I, I'm so lucky that I get to work with human beings every day and I get to, to talk about many people's lives and I get to learn and I get to be just a part of their life in some small way. Um, it's just, it's hard, eh? Like it's, it's a hard balance sometimes. I think that's a good way to put it is balance. And I think just like a diet, you have to learn how to balance what's best for you and how to provide the best possible care to your patient. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so as a healthcare professional yourself, um, and it doesn't even have to be in healthcare, but can you think of a time, and you kind of touched on this in your personal life, but in your professional life or in your student life, where you experienced any type of burnout? I don't, so, I don't think it compares right to right now, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, definitely I have. Um, I'm still kind of new to dental hygiene. I've only been doing it um, since 2015. Mm -hmm. But this winter when I was diagnosed is a perfect example of burnout because I was obviously prioritizing working and having a full schedule and just making sure that I was needed there instead of focusing on myself. I could have gotten my lump checked in January, but I wasn't prioritizing myself if I had taken the time to just put myself first. 
I would have been diagnosed earlier. So that's, I think, a perfect example of burnout and a healthcare professional not prioritizing themselves, not putting themselves first. And I'm a true believer that you can't take care of others unless you take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And so was it mainly reflecting on your friend in March that made you suddenly click and think, like, I have to get myself checked. I have to start taking care of myself right now. Um, I want to say, okay, so Jess is definitely my purpose for sharing my story. Mm-hmm. Um, at work, I had a little bit of a mental breakdown, and I actually had to talk to the assistant and receptionist that I work with about taking time off. And they said, Tanya, you need to just go talk to your boss and get an afternoon off. And it was easier than I thought it was gonna be because sure enough, he gave me the next afternoon off and I was able to go and get my lump checked. Had I had I done that beforehand, I could have been probably diagnosed much earlier, but um, just definitely had something to do with getting it checked. I just, in the midst of the pandemic happening, I think I got anxious and realized I'm running out of time and I need to do this now. Yeah, I really believe there's that inner voice, right? That whisper that just won't quite leave you alone and it's just speaking to you all the time. Yeah. And it's guiding you, right? And, you know, and back to asking for time off, that's a big thing for healthcare providers to do. It's hard for them to ask for that um, because we think we're taking away from others. Yes. Way, right? Yeah. And we tell the story. Yeah. Like we tell the story to ourselves, but at the end of the day, and what I always say is that, when we're burnt out, when we're stressed, we are, we are putting our patients more at risk, right? So if we can think of it that way, then maybe we can be a little more compassionate to ourselves, yeah. right? But it's, it's something that you recognize in hindsight because I'm exactly the same way. I can totally relate to that. Um, I always found taking time off stressful for me. Like I felt like I, I just... For some, it, it was kind of like egocentric in a way because I felt like, oh, my patients, you know, uh, wouldn't be okay or whatever without me. But yeah, you know what I mean? And it's just, I got to trust a little more. And I've learned to do that over the years. I've been much better. But in the beginning of my career, especially, I was very um, controlling, I guess you could say, over my, my caseload in a way. But I think we just get so excited to like dive into our career that we get lost in it. That's so true especially early on yeah you just want to be successful right from the beginning and you'll do anything to achieve that yeah and then your definition of success changes over time like you said and then it turns more into blessings right and yeah it's and i think that's just a journey we go through so kind of moving forward now i guess what are your um your favorite self-care tips that you do right now where you are um, that help keep you passionate about sharing your story and allowing other people to share theirs? Um, 
I would say definitely get a dog. A dog works wonders in keeping my spirits up. Um, I love taking baths, um, going outside in the sun every every half an hour to an hour if it's nice out always helps. But um, starting with my mental health is the first thing and seeking therapy and I have a coach. So having someone on my team to kind of work through my mental thoughts and my emotions, that's definitely a self-care tip that I'm not ashamed of. And some people may be, but they shouldn't be. There's nothing wrong with talking to a professional about how you feel or what your thoughts may be. I also love doing yoga and meditation. That really helps to kind of clear my mind and make me feel at peace, not only mentally, but um, physically. And uh, quality time with family, friends, and by myself, I think is another way that I, I like to honor myself. I, I think alone time is super important and the chaos of the world can kind of get the best of us. So just having a little bit of alone time in conjunction with my quality time with family and friends is super important to my self-care. That's great. And you mentioned coaching. Can you tell me more about that? Because this is um, something I've gotten into now is coaching healthcare professionals on their burnout and, you know, trying to align their careers with their passions and purpose. And I, I developed this so that it wouldn't get to the point that healthcare professionals who are burning out would spiral. Right. And it would become like a medical issue. Because I know back then when I was burning out, when I had moments of burnout, I wish I had a coach at that time, someone that I could just be accountable to, someone that I could just be, receive guidance from and collaboration from back then. Um, so tell, can you tell me more about that? About your yes. coaching experience? So with my coaching experience, I, I think it's great that you're lending that out to healthcare professionals because I truly think that they need it maybe the most. Um, but coaching has definitely changed my mindset. Um, coaching has taught me how to kind of focus on the positive things and how to be a better person both inside of work and in the outside world. So sometimes I kind of get lost in maybe more negative thinking or my thought patterns aren't, you know, the most positive. So my coach kind of helps me to keep me in line. She reminds me of the things that I need to apply to my life, apply to my mental thoughts. And she kind of just keeps me in check. And there's nothing wrong with relying on someone for that because I think a lot of people are starting to rely on friends and family for those things. And that's not really their job. You need someone who's gonna advocate for you and make you feel like you're doing everything 
you can to be the best that you can be. And personally, I didn't have my mom to do that for me. So having a coach and a therapist to help me through that is very essential to me. It's amazing. You put that beautifully. Thank you. Yeah, it's just, and there's nothing wrong with it. I think, um, and I think sometimes too, like personally, like if it's family or friends, they know you, right? It's, they, they already have a bias. Exactly. And you sometimes need someone to be unbiased and just try to see it through your eyes, um, what you're going through in your heart, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, even through your podcast, um, just surrounding yourself with positive influences, no matter what that may be, it's good for you mentally and you should keep that in your life because that's what's going to make you a better person if you just continue to influence your mind with positive things and positive people. Exactly. And that's, and that's what this podcast was designed for, to be a safe space for, for healthcare professionals to just be themselves. Like, this is who I am. This is what I experienced. And this is how I want to help. Right. And um, yeah, and it's, it was meant for healthcare professionals to talk about themselves because I don't think we do that enough, right? We don't share our struggles or our, our successes. Um, we're all about others, right? It's so, it, it's so true. And yeah. as much as we love to hear about our patients and what they're going through, I think it's good for us to kind of share our stories as well. Absolutely. And one of the things you and I were talking about before we started recording is inviting other people to not only the conversation about burnout, but also the conversation about cancer. Do yeah. you want to talk about that for a moment? Because I think what we chatted about earlier is super important for people to hear right now. It is so true. So cancer is a topic that even when Jess, my best friend, was going through her journey, she and I am experiencing that it's kind of a taboo topic. It's people don't know what to talk about or what's allowed or what's comfortable. And understandably, it's it's a difficult thing to go through for anyone, whether you're battling it or you have a loved one that's battling it, but it definitely needs to be talked about and it shouldn't be swept under the rug and it shouldn't be something that we tiptoe around. It should be openly talked about just like our mental health. It's, mm -hmm. we need to become comfortable with speaking about it and be okay with how to how to I don't know how to put this we just have to be okay with being around people that might be experiencing some difficulties in life whether it's cancer or a different disease or some other illness or something mentally or emotionally we I just think there's so many things not just cancer that need to be talked about especially healthcare related it's so true i'm not gonna lie even myself um i think the tendency um 
is to like avoid it, right? It's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. And and what you're saying or what I think I hear you hear you saying is that you don't necessarily want that. Like you want people to chat with you about it and about yes. what's going on and what they think. I don't about. want people to be afraid of me. I don't want people to feel like they can't talk to me or ask me questions and I don't want people to feel frightened of the word cancer because it is scary but there are a lot of silver linings to cancer and there is there is a way to look at cancer positively yeah and I I'm not um I'm not sure of this but what i feel is that many people are living with cancer right and we always just think of the very worst we're very catastrophic in the way we think right right and yeah but what we need to realize is people coexist with it and they live with it and they live great life it's so true there is life after breast cancer and um, even metastatic breast cancer, um, although I lost my best friend, I've already met so many people that are living with stage four breast cancer, which is mind-blowing. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it is a negative thing. Cancer, cancer sucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there are so many beautiful reasons to be alive. And there's so many beautiful reasons to keep living happily so even if life has dealt you a deck of cards that you may think is unfair there's still ways for us to find reasons to live and keep going and find that motivation and i think a lot of people need to hear that because I know my best friend really struggled with her metastatic diagnosis. That's not easy for anyone to be um, diagnosed that. But she still fought to the very end to look for those silver linings. Amazing. That's powerful. And I think you're already dealing with that. And then to feel alone on top of that would be, you know, horrendous right right so yeah so it's um it's having the conversation and again for healthcare professionals i think too we we are so we can have these conversations at work with patients yeah but outside of work in everyday life knowing someone personally it's a little harder it's and so I, i'll be the first to admit that for me yeah and even I, with you having your podcast and your social media and me having mine, mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to kind of reach out to people that don't really know that you exist. Exactly. Well, I'm so glad you came here, Tanya, to talk with me and to share it. We've had so much, um, we've had so much nuggets in this podcast that I hope really people will take home with them uh, when they tune in. So tell me, what do you believe is your unique gift? right this moment for others? I'm gonna have to say um, probably my vulnerability. I truly have never felt this vulnerable, um, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to 
share my story despite um, the difficulties in it. I'm really, really, really proud of the woman that I am today. And I, I really hope that people can learn from the, the things that I've been through in my life that although it, it can be hard, um, you grow and you become stronger and better. And um, I just hope that people can learn that. Amazing. Well, I know for certain that you've inspired me today. And I, I greatly well, appreciate your presence here and, and being here and sharing your wisdom and your journey, of course. I feel the same way about you. You inspire me as well. And I can't wait to keep listening to your podcast. Thanks so much. So tell us, where can people connect with you? Where can they follow you? Uh, Relentlessly Resilient, my Instagram. Beautiful. Awesome, Tanya. Well, thank you so much for your time. I hope you finished your coffee by now. I did. <laughs> I hope you finished your water. I haven't really been drinking as much water, so I hope that you have been <laughs> drinking the water for me. I'm going to go drink a whole bottle. I'm still working on it. I was so enthralled by our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much again. Enjoy the rest of your day with some sunshine. You too. Thanks, Tanya. Bye. So if you guys like this podcast, please subscribe and leave an honest review. Your feedback means everything to me. Your reviews are what moves this podcast forward, and I always appreciate receiving them. If you want to get a hold of me directly, reach out to me on social media. My handles are in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to my weekly newsletters at jennifergeorge.co so that we can stay connected. So until next time, thank you guys so much again for your ongoing support.